Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd. Guys, it's here. This is our first one for spring training. This is spring training, take one. Spring training, take one. We will have more of these. We're going to do these about every week. The games start Saturday, folks. That's when they start. We're going to have our spring training games are going to start Saturday. They've laid out what they're going to do, who their starters are going to be. Um, during spring training, every week we'll do an update. We're going to try to fill you in on what some of the minor leaguers are doing. But basically, there's, there's some stuff that we're going to watch. I'm going to tell you what we're going to be looking for in spring training and what we're going to do. Today's episode, talking about spring training, we are going to talk about, uh, first of all, the, the rotation and what they're going to do this weekend. Hopefully, what our ho- opening day rotation will be once the season starts and all of that. But then we're going to get into the spring training battles and what we need to look for. What we need to look for in spring training, what, what we're going to be trying to do there as far as what position battles are there going to be, who do we think is going to be uh, battling for what certain roster spots and who I think will do it and who won't and now who's out of it, uh, who's injured. We'll be doing that every week too. We'll update on those as they go. And then we'll, uh, we'll go into some uh, – uh, end it with some uh, breakout players and who I think have a, uh, a shot to, to be a breakout player. They're not probably uh, – well, one of them is probably expected to kind of make the the, uh, the roster, but there's a couple of them that aren't really expected to make the roster, but if they do something in spring, they could do something that uh, – that, that could that could cause management to think it puts the, put some pressure on management and what they need to do um, as far as that goes and then uh, and, and and go from there to you know they're they're gonna take the, the now they gotta make a tough choice they thought this was penciled in for this player this player is supposed to be here but we've got this kid who's already on the 40-man roster he's played his way into a chance to probably be on the major league staff or on the major league uh, team roster, and <clears throat> that means there's tough decisions, guys. Uh, somebody could get cut. Somebody we think is going to make this team could get moved somewhere else. And I've got some of those players that we're going to do today. But the first thing, the first thing that we are going to do is we're going to talk about the games that start Saturday. So they're going to start off this Saturday. Um, all you, you, most of you know, the pitchers and catchers reported last week. Um, they came in Tuesday, the position, or no, that was week before last, the, the pitchers and catchers reported, and then uh, on the 13th, I believe, when pitchers and catchers reported. Then this last weekend is when the position players reported, and they've been there all week, and they've been working all week up until today's Thursday. <clears throat> Tomorrow there's going to be uh, one more day of workouts before Saturday. They open up with their uh, spring training facility uh, partners, which is the Kansas City Royals. And they came out and they said who was going to start that first game is going to be Ariel Jurado. Ariel Jurado is going to start against the Royals. Now, look, this is the very first start of spring training, so let's be honest with what's probably going to happen here. Look for him to maybe go an inning or two. That's that's all they're going to do. They're just going to see where they're at. And you're going to see a lot of different uh, relievers, probably some minor leaguers. There's a, there's a lot of people that are here on minor league deals with spring training invites to the major league uh, major league invites that are here that are going to get some. They're, but they're doing Hirado Saturday the, they, against the Royals. 
Johan Mendez is going to be going against the Brewers on Sunday. That's who they're going to bring in. I guess so. They're starting out with two guys, and let's be honest, these two guys are going to be probably in the AAA rotation, and that's probably where these guys are going to be. I'm I, I, I'm not positive that anybody expects uh, Mendez or Hirado to be on the major league uh, staff going from opening day. They're, they're, nobody's really expecting them to be there. Um, but they, they should be in the starting rotation in AAA. Hey, look, these are two guys that were top pitching prospects last year. They both got a chance in the major leagues. They didn't have wild success in the major leagues. They're both relatively young. But they've been passed up. They've been passed up as far as prospects go here. There are some guys that have, been, that have passed them up uh, and and that that would make it a look before them, depending on what what happens there. Because right now, let's let's be honest. Let's talk about uh, opening day rotation. The Rangers are looking to have on the opening day rotation. They're going to have Mike Miner, Lance Lynn. That's two penciled in, healthy, ready to go. Everyone knows they're going to be there. After that, you go to Lance. Uh, after Lance Lynn, you've got Drew Smiley, Edison Volquez, and Shelby Miller. All three signed to, to uh, one-year deals, and all three are coming off Tommy John surgery, didn't pitch last year, and they're all healthy coming into spring training looking to um, make the opening day roster in the rotation. That's what John Daniels wants. <clears throat> John Daniels wants those three guys to, to be the back end of that rotation. If for any reason any of those three are not in that opening day roster – um, it would probably be from some setback or an injury. Um, that's when you have to wonder who's gonna who's gonna go into that to that fifth spot or possibly fourth or fifth spot. Those guys that are playing for that, I think management would like to see someone like Hirado and Mendez play good enough in spring training that they could be the first ones there. That look, they're not looking. You've got Taylor Hearn, Brock Burke. You've got uh, Joe Palumbo. You've got guys that are probably ready to make their major league debuts this year. But if if the Rangers can do what they want to do, if they really get a chance to do what they want to do, they would really like for those guys to at least spend about half the year uh, in the minor leagues getting some more innings. Uh, probably all three of those guys will be in the Frisco rotation. And that's probably what they want to see right there. Okay, it's time for spring training battles. These are the spring training battles that I think that we as Ranger fans need to have our eyes on. We need to to really, really pay attention. We need to really watch what's going on in these certain battles because there are there are some things with this roster that could really, you know, that, that could really be uh, be changed up depending on what happens. The the main battle, the for, first of all, the first battle is going to be for that fourth outfielder. Uh, that fourth out. We all know that Joey Gallo, he's going to be, look, he is penciled in right now to be the everyday left fielder. It's going to be Joey Gallo. Right now, the everyday center fielder is penciled in to be Delano DeShields. <clears throat> and the right fielder, Nomar Mazar. That's what the Rangers want. That's who they want to be their starting outfield. D.H. Chu. Since you choose, going to be the DH. That's that's who they want. Everybody's healthy. That's what they want. And the Rangers will probably carry... You know, one or two, uh, one or two 
um, one extra fourth outfielder probably. Probably going to be one fourth outfielder that they like. You know, because let's be honest, uh, choose an outfielder. So that's basically another outfielder there. But there's really, depending on how many they're going to carry in the bullpen, there's probably only one spot to be there. There could possibly be two spots. And who's up for that fourth outfielder? Well, obviously the front runner I think the Rangers would like to see run away with it would be Willie Calhoun. Um, they think that it's time for him to step up and be something. He's also that DH. Um, you know, he looked. If you haven't heard about what Willie Calhoun has done this year, you need to pay attention and go read about it. This guy came in. He had really bad habits last year, guys. This guy was raking in, in the minor leagues and really had just been killing and hitting home runs, but but was not doing what needed to be done to better himself defensively. And part of that reason was he was carrying too much weight. That that's that's part of what the problem was, and the Rangers have made no beef about it that 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 he did. So he he got with them. The Rangers got with him, and they they basically had to come to Jesus talk and say, "Look, if you want to do this, this is what you need to do." For those that don't know, he came in 24 pounds lighter this year. He has slimmed up. Uh, uh, Mazzara and and Gallo have been talking about how he has really changed the way he looks. He's more agile out there in the outfield. He just looks good. Now, he used to. he's a big gamer, big-time gamer, loves to play video games. He used to stay up all night playing video games, and to his credit, he talked about it. As he, if he was up all night playing, I think one of his, his – uh, the big the, he played the war game, which uh, whichever one uh, that one is. But one of his big things he did, he's, he stopped playing video games after 7.30, stopped eating, and he, he said he would snack. Well, you know, there, there's no way to eat healthy at, at – Three o'clock in the morning playing video games and you're snacking on stuff. Boy, he he cut it all out. He stepped up, so he he's one of them. He's going against uh, the one that we all know, the the hometown boy that's been signed, San Francisco Giant, uh, with was with the Giants, with the Astros, with the Phillies, and that's Hunter Pence. And Hunter Pence is here. He has apparently totally redone his swing, <clears throat> and he is. Uh, He's been working with the new – look, he's 36 years old coming into this season. Um, I, there, there is a slight chance they could that him and Calhoun could make this team. I don't really see it. I, I think they're going to have more arms in the bullpen, especially if they start this – This uh, if they're going to have one of these openers, some of this – if you all have heard about these openers, the guys that start a game and go an inning or two, and then the, the other person comes in. Anyway, so – uh, and the and the outside shot on that on that fourth outfielder spot is going to be Carlos Tochi. Everyone knows Tochi played last year in the big leagues. He was a Rule Five pick. Now that we've kept him, got him through the year, he can go down to the minor leagues. I really, unless the guy just breaks out unbelievably in spring training, which everyone doubts, he's got a little bit weak in the bat. He's skinny. Have you ever seen him? This guy, this guy's just really skinny. He's about six feet tall. Looks like he weighs about 130. But I. He's a skinny guy, but boy, he can he can fly around. He's a good defender, and I think they really want to get him to AAA and get him going. And of course, the the guy that I thought was the outside guy to make the team, who I thought is going to be a big impact this year, is injured, and so we'll start the team on the he'll start the season on the DL. He's probably going to end up going to uh, down to AAA in Nashville, and that's going to be Scott Heineman. Uh, he's got a shoulder issue. He had so, shoulder surgery this summer. Uh, and uh, he's not going to be ready for uh, – he's going to be a little bit behind everybody in spring training. So, naturally, that's where he's going to be is, you know, he'll be he'll be rehabbing and probably start out in Nashville unless there's some major injuries or anything like that. Probably not going to see him for the first month or two for sure, but don't, don't doubt me. <clears throat> this guy's healthy. He's going to be up on the major – he'll be up in the major leagues this year. Okay, another, another spring training battle that we're, we need to watch for, and that's going to be the left-handed relief pitcher. 
So last year, a couple of guys came up and and and, and played uh, and, and worked their way up. One of them was Jeffrey Springs and also C.D. Pelham. Pelham's the guy that went all the way from A-ball all the way up and ended the year on the, on the Rangers. Those two, along with Kyle Bird, are vying for that left-handed reliever spot. There's a chance they could carry two of them, <clears throat> but uh, we don't know. An outside chance, too, on that uh, coming out on that would be Brady Feigl or Brett Martin. If y'all don't know about Brett Martin, he was a starter. He's been a starter in the organization. Um, he was at Double A last year, and they he didn't really have. Look, he was a he was a top left-handed pitching prospect. He came in last year and just really struggled at Double A, and they they moved him to the bullpen, and he's had more success. But he's been he went off and worked in Seattle on a secondary pitch. He's trying to work on a breaking ball. That's a guy that has an outside chance of, of, of making the uh, making the the, the uh, opening day roster in the bullpen. Doubt it very seriously. I mean, honestly, he's probably going to start out in Double A AA or Triple A uh, to get some innings and get, get really get some um, some work on that that secondary pitch. He throws hard. He's a left-hander, but uh, Feigl. Feigl's one that we got in a trade a couple of years ago, <clears throat> but he is really he's he, he may have that outside chance to do that. My guess is that it's going to be Jeffrey Springs or Kyle Bird, um, are, are two of them that I really think have a chance. Kyle Bird would be making his major league debut. He he was a part of the Profar trade. Um, I think he's he's got a really uh, good chance to do it. Jeffrey Springs who got up here last year, and of course Pelham. Uh, uh, Pelham's working on a secondary pitch, too. We really was trying to get some more bite on his slider and his curveball. Uh, he went up with them. There was about ten pitchers that went up to Seattle with this driveline baseball. They're working with them now. So that's another one to watch. you got your right-handed relief pitchers. Look, <clears throat> there's always a few different relievers in there, but there's that one spot. When, when I say left-handed relievers, I'm talking about these three are vying for that one spot that's going to be left in that left-handed reliever spot. Obviously, there might be a couple more left-handers in the bullpen, but there's that one spot, and these three or four guys are trying to capture that one spot unless there's an injury. Same thing on the right-handed relief. Obviously, you got long relievers. you got, uh, you know, you got openers or whatever, but this is these are the guys that are – there's about – there's about three of them that are vying for one of these bullpen spots that I think the Rangers would like for Connor Sajic to get that spot. <clears throat> now, now Sajic was a Tommy John surgery guy. He was a starter. Throws about 100 miles an hour. Uh, but his ball doesn't move. And he made it up to the major leagues last year. He came back, really failed as a starter uh, about two years ago. Failed as a starter coming back from Tommy John. They've moved into the bullpen. Uh, he's kind of got rocked everywhere he went. I, look, I don't care who you are. You can throw 100 miles an hour, but major league batters can hit 100 miles an hour. They just can't. So, I, you know, if you're sitting there uh, thinking that that uh, you can throw, you're just going to out-throw everybody in the major leagues, you're not going to. I think they want Sajic, uh, Sajic to take that spot. He doesn't have options. So if, they, if he doesn't make that opening day roster, they have to expose him to waivers. And someone would pick him up, and, and they might have a place to stick him on there. But he'll be going against uh, Jordan Romano, who we picked up in the Rule 5 draft, and Luke Farrell. Uh, Romano was in the minor league Rule 5 draft, and Luke Farrell. And those are two. <clears throat> they're all three of those guys. They'll be competing with Sajic. Uh, Farrell and, and Romano will be competing with Sajic and uh, trying to get that spot. And then your last one's obviously your utility infielder. I think everybody knows that Estrubal Cabrera was signed 
to be the third baseman. He's also a guy that can play, uh, you know, shortstop, second base, and even first base. So with him having the versatility to go around the infield, your customary utility infielder isn't really what they're looking at. They're looking at – they've got a spot for that that infielder. Like uh, So what I'm talking about is you normally have a guy that can play all the infield positions. That's your, last year was Connor Falafa who, who could kind of play everywhere. He was your utility guy. He could play, you know, third base, second base. Uh, I think he might have played a little shortstop. Uh, and, but a lot of your infielders, they like middle infielder guys. The, the truth is, on days that uh, that Elvis needs off or Odor needs off, uh, probably you're going to have Cabrera move over to shortstop or second base, and that that's where th- he'll probably go on those days. And that leaves that that uh, utility guy is more of a corner guy, somebody that can play third and first base. And that that competition will go between. Uh, Matthew Chapman and uh, Patrick Wisdom, and for those that don't know, uh, you know about that. Chapman is the guy he signed to a minor league deal. He played with the White Sox last year. He's also came out of the bullpen and threw three scoreless innings. So they're kind of looking at him as, as a dual athlete, a guy that could do some mop up in the bullpen if necessary, plus be a corner guy. But uh, watch out because Patrick Wisdom is the one that 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 I'm watching out for. On this, and I think that Patrick Wisdom is is probably the front runner for that spot. He's on the forty man roster. Chapman would have to be added to the forty man roster, which creates all kind of different. But you know, you've got Scott Heineman that can go to the sixty day DL, which could open up a spot. It just really depends on that. So that's that's what we're watching for in the battles of spring training, um, and that's the things that we want to watch for as as play gets underway. Saturday, we're going to start watching, and that's some of that. We're going to watch the the stats on those guys, see where they're at, and start seeing who's kind of stepping up and, and, and who has a chance to really take it somewhere there. But now that we've got that, it's time to come back to breakout players and who could be the breakout players and who could cause tough decisions to be made. I've got three on this list that could be breakout players and that could that could be breakout this year for the Rangers is what I'm talking. When I'm talking breakout players, I'm talking on the big league team. But spring training we need to watch and you'll get a feel for where they are at who could end up being something. And one of them to me, he's my he's my dark horse pick to really cause a stir this year and I'll end it with him. But let's talk about breakout players and who I think those breakout players could First off, Joe Palumbo. And that that's that's my guy to that that's one guy we got to watch on. Joe Palumbo is on the verge. He is going to pitch in the major leagues this year, unless there is some injury that's unforeseen or he just completely falls apart and forgets how to pitch. Other than that, that guy this is the guy that's that that, that has got a good chance. He has the he has an outside chance to be the fifth starter on opening day. Um, I think, like I said earlier. <clears throat> that I, I, what I said was that if one of the three Tommy John surgery returners has some sort of a setback that pushes them back a little bit where they can't be on the opening day roster um, and, and, the, and may not can make their first start or two while they're trying to play catch up, like I've said, um, I, I thought Urado uh, or Mendez would be ones that would probably fill that role because they would like to see Palumbo stay in the minor leagues unless – Unless, and that's a big unless, unless in spring training, Palumbo proves right away that, hey, he's ready. 
and he is just, you know, he's eating innings. He's uh, got a low ERA. He's striking out people. He's <clears throat> going four or five innings. I mean, and it's apparent that this guy, you know, in, in spring training getting warmed up, he's going deep into games by the end of spring training. And, you know, that, that could push him out of Frisco and maybe even into AAA to start the season. But there's an outside chance that he could get that. Look, you know, the way it works is, is you get called up to make a spot start. You come up and have a spot start and you go six innings, give up two runs, you're going to get another start. You are. They're going to give you another start. They're going to keep going until you start showing that you can't get people out and you get rocked. Well, Palumbo's done that everywhere he's gone. He's got people out. And, you know, he had the injury. He came back from it. Last year, he came back halfway through the year. He really did well. He left off. I mean, he started up right where he left off. <clears throat> there are a lot of people that think this guy is the one to watch for. So he could be one of those breakouts that can do that. Now, there's one other guy that I've got on a breakout that I think could possibly um, cause kind of a, an uproar or cause a stir in, in what could happen, and that's Jose Trevino. Now, Jose Trevino is slated to be the AAA catcher. He came back from injury. He was hurt. You know, he came up last year. He had that, that Father's Day game where he really did, you know, it was really a sweet story. He was in memory of his coach who had passed away that was kind of his mentor. He was a brand-new father. On Father's Day, he got the game-winning walk-off hit. Uh, and then he got injured, spent the rest of the year on the DL. And I don't think anybody in any way thinks that Trevino's going to start the season in the major leagues unless unless he has a monster spring. I mean, look, you come into this game, everyone knows Jeff Mathis unless he gets injured or falls apart or something happens, uh, Jeff Mathis is going to be on the – he's signed a two-year deal. He's going to be on the Major League squad. Um, that's just the way it's going to be. And, and, and they're not expecting him to hit a lot. He's really there because he can handle the pitching staff. And he's a mentor to these young guys. But, you know, everyone knows that Trevino's defense is there. I mean, he, he is there. He, they know he's Major League ready on defense. He's a great catcher. He's got a good arm. He, he, he calls a good game, but he's not hitting well, and they want to get him some more bats, get him some better hits, uh, some more wood on the back, you know, close up some of that hole in that swing. Let's say that he, he's been working, and, and if he goes into spring and hits, you know, <clears throat> they talk about these spring trainings that these guys have, and he gets in there and goes, you know, hits 350 or 400, has four or five home runs in spring training, uh, takes a lot of walks, isn't striking out a lot, and then kind of Falifa uh, is uh, is not doing that and doesn't have a great spring. I mean, this this could cause an uproar. Let's be honest. Um, this could this could be something that could rock the Rangers' plans and, and really disrupt it. But that's 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 unlikely. It's very unlikely that that's going to happen. <clears throat> but that's you know that's always something that. That could that that's that's a way that that Trevino is somebody to watch who could disrupt things. I've got a guy who is my biggest impact player, and he's going to be my biggest impact player to watch. I have been calling for this all year. I think that this might be. Let me tell you who he reminds me of, and they think I'm crazy. Um, right now, I'm. I want everyone to watch Patrick Wisdom. That's my guy to watch. I think there is a good chance that Patrick Wisdom could move Asdrubal Cabrera off third base and make him a full-time utility infielder <clears throat> who plays 
four or five games a week and has to move around and play second base, first base, shortstop, and back up Patrick Wisdom at third base. People think I'm crazy, but last two years, let me compare him to somebody. And I want, I want you all to, as I tell this story and try to compare it, you're going to think I'm crazy. I called this last guy and what he did, and this is what I think for Patrick Wisdom. Okay, he reminds me of another player. The other player was not an infielder. But last two years, Patrick Wisdom has played AAA and kind of gone. He came up for about uh, 20 games at the end of the year for the for the Cardinals. Hit five home runs and hit 260 in those 20 games. I mean, that's not bad at all. But in the last two years, in AAA, <clears throat> Patrick Wisdom hit 50 home runs. He hit 288 one year, two two. 50-something 50, 50 the second year. So, you know, in, in all average, it's about a 250 to 270 average, and he hit over 50 home runs. Well, that, that also reminds me of someone else. Now, this happened back in 2000, I believe it was 2007, 2008. This was another guy that we traded for. He came to the Rangers organization. Patrick Wisdom's 27 right now. <clears throat> the guy I'm talking about came to the Rangers. He was about 27, 28 years old. Um, he actually was someone that we thought was going to be a, a guy to get into our outfield. He, he, he didn't really do that well. We had to put him, we had to designate him for his assignment. He passed through. No one claimed him. He went to our AAA club, had two years where he hit close to 60 home runs in AAA, and then uh, came up at the at the end of that second year when he was, I mean, he was hitting 320. In AAA, he came up at the end of that year for the Rangers, kind of the way Wisdom did with St. Louis. He hit seven or eight home runs in the last few weeks of the season, and I called it, and I said, and the guy was going to be 29 years old, and I said to my wife, who will vouch for this, I said, you know who the breakout player on this team's going to be? And she said, who? And I said, this guy, Nelly Cruz. This guy is going to be the breakout player, <clears throat> who is going to hit a lot of home runs. He's going to win an outfield spot. He might even be an all-star. He is killing the ball. He has figured something out. Well, he had. He had gotten with the coaches. He had opened up his stance. And Nelly at 29 was when he really broke out. That's why he sold now in the years he's had. Y'all, Patrick Wisdom reminds me of Nelly Cruz as a third baseman, though. He's got, in average-wise, it needs to raise a little bit. He's got power. I'm telling you, this guy is someone to watch for. This is a guy that we've got to watch for in spring training. We're going to watch him all spring, watch where the numbers are. He's got to beat out Matthew Chapman. But if he makes this team, <clears throat> the Rangers would love for him, they would love next year to go in knowing that third baseman's Wisdom, shortstop's Andrus, second base is Odor, first base is Guzman. That's our infield. We know who our outfield is. Our position players are in play. We're going to go out and sign some free agents. Arredondo, everybody's talking about Arredondo. I think this is a guy that if he does what people, if he makes that turn, could be somebody that makes us not even look at Nolan Arredondo. We're all, everybody's talking about Arenado that's coming out of Colorado. Who's a, don't get me wrong, I want him. And he would be a, like a Beltre sign. But if wisdom is good enough, they may not be looking at Arenado. So that's someone to watch. Look, I could be totally off. I'm not opposed to telling you there's a lot of times that I am totally off. But 
That's somebody we're going to watch. Anyway, so spring training, that's my that's my breakout player. We're at spring training. Games are starting Saturday. I want to thank everybody that's been a part of this one, that's listened to it. Remember to go to Rangers Nation's podcast. Go to uh, Dallas Sports Nation. Uh, go to the Twitter at, at – uh, at DAL Sports Nation uh, for for Twitter. We've got a contest going on right now to co-host this show. You've got to go to the Twitter, go to Dallas Sports Nation. We're doing a countdown right now of the top 20 prospects for the Texas Rangers. We've done 20 through uh, 6. So the top 5 come out next, next Thursday. Go look. At the 15 above, from 20 down to, to, to 6, look at those. See if you can guess in order the top five uh, in order. You can co-host this show with me and the guys from the Texas Power Hour. And we're going we're gonna to co-host before the season. And you can come on and be a co-host with us on this podcast. And But you got to get them in order. So go look at those other 16. 15, excuse me. Look at it is that tells you who you think are in the top five, and then you got to get them in order, folks. Well, that's it. That's all for all of those who've been a part of this one. We appreciate you coming out. Uh, uh, appreciate you listening. Hey, go down if you're on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are. If you like this, give us a review. Tell us what you want to hear. Don't be afraid to do it. But again, thanks for listening to Rangers Nation's Todd. Uh, podcast for all of those that have been a part of this one i appreciate it this is the recliner nerd and like i say at the end of every podcast nerd out